Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Good I can see you over there. Can you? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. They're a little fuzzy, but I can see you. <laughs> We're giving Joe an eye test. You see this finger? Yes, okay. uh, the tall man right in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> Just checking. I'm going to move it from left to right. No, <laughs> I'm following follow it very closely. Try to follow it. I'm going to give the horizontal gaze nystagmus <laughs> test. See how you do. Oh, you are. Your eyes are jerking. What are you on? Some kind of medicine? What do you mean my eyes are jerking? Well, that, that's how you tell if somebody... I was looking around. I was looking at my computer screen for their a eyes, Your eyes jump when you try to follow the steady finger, and that's how you know that they might be impaired. Well, you've given me that particular finger so many times, I've kind of <laughs> lost interest in it. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, something's jerking around here, Yeah, all something, right. is, something okay, sure is. I got you. All right. <laughs> all right. Welcome aboard, everybody. It's the WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Joe McGranahan is here, a fabulous uh, person on the other side of the glass is Mr. Rob Center, great producer, takes fantastic care of Sunrise. Now he's got this on his plate, so we appreciate that. Lynn Hall usually does Wednesdays for us, but she's uh, out and about elsewhere, so uh, we wish her super-duper well and come back soon. We have open phones today. We'd love to talk to you about your topics of interest, whatever they may be. See, one email relates to the strategic oil preserves. We talked a little bit about that yesterday. President Biden going to release more oil oil from that in the near future to yes. offset the OPEC plus? No, no. It's to lower the price of gas a little bit before the midterms. <coughs> well, those are the That's two. That's a political move, not right. a... Not exactly. A it's the two reasons. Well, I guess those are the three. One is just pure politics. Two is to pure offset politics, the OPEC. And three is pure politics. And three is the low to keep price low at the pump. Right. They're all, I guess, political. They all go in the political file. And then... In the meantime, we've cut back on our strategic reserve of oil which I assume had a specific amount in mind because they had something they were shooting for like three months or six months without oh, yeah, any problem. It's, uh, but, uh, it's never been at full capacity. I think Can it was you imagine what would happen if, if Donald Trump had done that? The Democrats would be yelling, he's endangering our national security. <laughs> I guess it could be. But, uh, well, that's what it's for. It's for us to use strategically, whether no, it's, it's... for time of war. That was what it was intended for. Uh, no, actually, it was intended for times of shortages, oil embargoes and things uh, like that. I don't so. think so. Well, look it up. 1-800-795-9565. Uh, regardless of Joe's uh, view on this topic, <laughs> uh, there is an email that relates to that. I see that. And another one is uh, subjected... Marktopia. So, yes, they talk about Marktopia. They're coming after you with pitchforks from there. <laughs> I saw that. It's such a peaceful place and so many angry outsiders. No, I don't think it's a peaceful place any longer. And <laughs> where everybody's a little wound up. Yeah, well, during the pandemic, everybody's a little wound up. Masking. Well, we never had a mask mandate. We always masked. Speaking re- of that, did you hear the governor people idiot? didn't really want to do it, so they. Did uh, you hear got the governor up. idiot is removing the restrictions in February? Finally, deciding that the pandemic is over. Over come February, what? Governor Newsom. Oh, 
does the word moron come to mind? Sure. Okay. I mean, no, he, I, he had I all these restrictions that. he wanted everybody to follow, and he's out at the French Laundry without masks, eating dinner with pals. Okay. All right, 1-800-795-9565. What's your view on this topic, the fact that the California governor is not oh, compliant with just the, a minor thing, the really. rules that he set up? Uh, we can talk about other things. We'll read these emails. No texts yet. Uh, on the Mark is brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. It's a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street, Sunbury, and Routes 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf. And uh, we invite you to call us. You can call 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. We would love to hear from you. If you send us a text with that number, you have to put the OTM keyword in. Let me talk to you about the Hyundai Santa Fe. It's a particular vehicle. It's a smaller SUV from the uh, Hyundai Motor Company. It's got a 2.5-liter engine, and that's a smaller motor. Subsequently, 30 miles to the gallon on the highway 24 in town but it holds a family of six or seven if they're really small and you can really small people you mean yes okay. it's a small family right so all small kids uh, you can also get a hybrid version that has a 1.6 liter turbo motor which is basically a lawnmower with a blower on top uh, but that would get 30 miles to the gallon overall but the Hyundai Santa Fe is considered a small minivan and its price tag starts at 27 $7,000. So it is a good vehicle. Hyundai Santa Fe, available at the Sunbury Motor Company. Sunbury Motor Company also wants you to know that they have career opportunities available. You can go to sunburymotors.com, check out the opportunities. They have the quick lane, light truck service, heavy truck service, body frame and alignment, and towing departments. And they would just love to have you on board and, uh, or, and or visit the quick lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunburymotors.com. I was intrigued by a story you had on the news this morning about the Pennsylvania Senate yesterday, mm -hmm. uh, listening to Doug Mastriano and uh, several people expound on his parental bill of rights. Right. What can you tell us about that? What was the point of that? Well, nothing. Yeah, he's not saying anything are about it yet. Are they advancing the bill? Are they moving the bill? Uh, or was this just a debate? Uh, it was just a discussion. Yeah, nobody's seen the bill. He's not disclosing what it, what's actually in it. Let well, me, then what was the point of talking about it? And we can't get them to pass radar out of the House. Uh, it's but in they can the sit news. around and I, talk I, about I, a political bill all day. It's happening in Harrisburg. Maybe folks that are followers of Doug Mastriani would like to know that he's uh, walking the walk in Harrisburg. WHTM reporting at the state capitol. Yesterday, Republican gubernatorial candidate Doug Mastriano's parental rights bill was discussed for several hours. The Senate hearing not only allowed Mastriano to speak to his base, but it also opened up the floor to let some supporters of his share their frustration over what they claim is government overreach. Mastriano first introduced Senate Bill 996, also known as the Parental Bill of Rights, at the end of 2021. In a memo to Senate members, November 15th, Mastriano said, quote, I will be introducing legislation to enumerate the rights of parents and legal guardians to direct the upbringing, education, and health care of their child, unquote. Since then, nobody's been able to explain exactly what the bill will do. And again, this is WHTM's uh, words here. On Tuesday, several frustrated mothers shared their thoughts on why the bill is needed, uh, uh, why the bill is needed, uh, mm -hmm. quote, 
Are you okay, buddy? No, I'm listening to you. I'm listening to every word coming out of your mouth. We've been labeled domestic terrorists for speaking at school board meetings. We've had defamatory statements printed about us in the newspaper. We've been ridiculed and called countless names, said Megan Brock, a mom from Bucks County. Some parents said they were rebuked for not only questioning the mask mandates that were put in place during the COVID-19 pandemic, but for what is being taught regarding race and gender identity in schools as well. Quote, why doesn't the school acknowledge that a girl has a right to feel uncomfortable in a restroom or changing in a locker room in front of a boy? Asked Maria Alt, a Lehigh County mom. One mom is suing to remove what she thinks are offensive books. During the hearing, she read quotes that contain the F-word, N-word, and or pornographic content out loud before being asked to stop. What grade level are these books? Who knows? It's probably middle school. Oh, yeah, I, um, Huck the Finn has the N word in it, yes. So that would that could go down into you know third, fourth, fifth grade, something that word. Yeah, F- but I doubt she was. F word would Barry pop Finn. up in middle school. I think Slaughterhouse Nine has the F word in it, and uh, pornographic content. Well, porno- who said pornography is pornography is in the eye of the beholder? I think that was Judge Charles. I'm trying to remember who it was. It was a Supreme Court justice. And so subsequently... He said, I'll know it when I see it. Right. Well, somebody saw it in somewhere in a school. So, But another person could look at the same thing and say, well, no, that's just, uh, you know, teens and up or something along that line. You never so know. This yeah. bill has not has no form, no words attached to it at this point. Well, it has a number, so you can't get a number. A, well, I can't get a number without it being right. written down somewhere. So you got to propose it. So it must be in there, and and HTM just doesn't have access to it, or other people. And of course, you'll you'll be surprised to hear that Doug Mastriano is not talking about this. Really, yeah. I am surprised Isn't to hear that. that strange. What, well, why did he call up, ask for this hearing, or whatever it was? Meeting? Was it? A, uh, was it was it a, it's listed as a hearing. As a hearing. So a full-blown hearing on the list. I would imagine some state senators would know about it. So well, it must be public record somehow, some way. We can find it. We'll look it up. Well, there are only a few session days left. I think there are something like six session days left after the election, if, if even that many. Right. They're um, trying to get everything done. They're working on a financial literacy bill. And um, that community newspapers group had something. I forget, the, I forget the topic. But anyway, uh, s- they also have a bill that would block telephones that when you buy a, a phone in Pennsylvania, it would be blocked from pornography. You could ease that filter if you so chose. But uh, Every phone to, sold would ha- have this right, block on and, th- and that way kids wouldn't be able to do it because kids can't figure out how to unlock a phone. Oh, no. I'm, I, my <laughs> 13-year-old grandson could have that cracked no. in two minutes flat if he wanted to. No, my, my daughter, when she was seven, was the password cracker of all time. So I don't think that would really work very well. But at any event, that's pending. ACLU is one of the folks that disagrees with it. That's kind of a funny bill, wouldn't um, this in the in the bill? I'll read that too. And again, this is from HTM. They have a reporter at the Capitol, right. so very good unlike reporting. AP, which no longer does, um, a bill introduced in the Pennsylvania State House would require a filter on children's mobile devices to prevent access to pornography. The bill introduced by Representative Jim Gregory of Blair County, a Republican, would require cellular carriers to switch on filters for new smartphones and tablets activated in Pennsylvania. Gregory says the bill mirrors legislation signed in Utah, which doesn't go into effect until multiple states 
enact similar legislation. The ACLU of Utah argued the constitutionality of the Utah bill was not adequately considered and that it will likely be argued in court. Gregory argues that Pennsylvania should follow several other states that have proposed similar legislation. He says, quote, these protections would shield children from the harmful effects of pornographic materials can have on developing brains by protecting them from the inadvertent exposure to pornography or access they attempted themselves, unquote. Uh, House Bill 2865 referred to the House Consumer Affairs Committee. So back in committee for this particular bill. All right, so there's, bill. there's two separate bills. One is the Parental Bill of Rights. Right. And keep, the other uh, is keep uh, keep the cell phones off. There was another one that, w- that seemed rather common sense. Oh, the financial literacy The financial bill. literacy bill. Yeah, this bill. is crazy. They, well, you know, Economics Pennsylvania made an industry out of taking good care of kids in this regard. Uh, the Pennsylvania State Senate has approved a bill that would require high school students to take classes teaching economics and personal finance. I guess there must be some way, somehow, it's optional for a kid these days. The legislation sponsored by State Senator Chris Gebhard of Lebanon and Dauphin counties would require students to complete an individual economics and personal finance course in addition to other graduation requirements. Class subjects would include the true cost of credit, managing credit cards, interest, borrowing money for large purchases, home mortgages, credit scoring reports, personal insurance policies, paying for secondary education, and preparing taxes. Now, that is common sense. I'm surprised to hear that come out of Harrisburg. Well, and I don't believe uh, Economics Pennsylvania does anything anymore. I think they may have dissolved uh, after... You know, after a certain amount of time, so this would definitely be needed. Well, their focus was the stock market game, wasn't it? it wasn't well, that was an add-on. Their main focus was to go into classrooms okay. and teach finance and eco- just these kinds of things. Well, maybe they were ahead of their time if they disbanded. I think they were. But in any event, that's a common sense piece of legislation. Should have always been in, I think. And I think a lot of schools are doing this. I had a lot of this when I was in high school. They called it home-based math, but it went into a wide range of things. Like, I remember hearing about compound interest and saying at the time, oh, my gosh, I will never borrow money. (laughs) (laughs) That didn't work out. I think two years later, I had a student loan and, um, of course, car loans and mortgages, all of which. You had life. I'm debt-free. Just Good for you. Just for your information. Without a government handout, I hope. <laughs> no, I have a lovely bride. <laughs> Who works. Like 20 you t- put well, your wife to work. Her work, but not the, not the work. It's the brain. She knows how to handle money. Well, so. I think it's interesting that, you know, there have been this, this parental bill of rights thing has been going around in Virginia, of course. It, it led to the election of a governor down there, Governor Yonkin. And it seems to me like parents should have some say in what their kids are taught. And and the criteria should be wide open. I mean, I I don't think that you get a group of activists who run for school board and somehow they manage to win, and then they try to change, upend everything that we've been taught. I mean, I, I think really schools need to get back to focusing on reading, writing, and arithmetic and get away from the social engineering stuff that they're doing. And to that extent, I think his parental bill of rights is a good idea. But why he has chosen not to introduce it and not to push it in this session of the legislature when there are only days left. I mean, it's obviously not going to go anywhere this year. And after he loses the governor's race, which is almost a foregone conclusion, uh, there will be no incentive to move it at all. Well, and I think there's some truth to what you say in in terms of what other people want. You know, I think... I think the idea that uh, a single parent could veto something on a curriculum if they found it offensive is uh, m- maybe a little heavy-handed, 
but on the other hand, parents should have some say, but parents do have say. They can participate in conversations and meetings and school board meetings and they sessions. They can run for the school board. They can be on, right, they can be on the school board. They can be an outspoken parent. They can volunteer at the library. Some of the libraries have boards that help them select materials so that the librarian doesn't have to read every single book that goes in there. And so um, parents have always had the opportunity to interact and control. I'm not sure they have veto power per se, but uh, get enough parents on a school board, you could you could veto a lot of things. Most of the people on the school board are parents. But what about, you know, the, the movie ratings? Um, it used to be you could tell, I think you got an R rating if you used the F word once. Oh. Now that's changed <laughs> yeah, over the years. You can actually use it a considerable number of times without getting an R or an X rating. Okay. But, you know, why not do that with books? Why not say on the outside of the book, this is an R-rated book. It contains profanity. It contains uh, harmful racial epithets. It contains the uh, sex the and F pornography. Word. Right. References to sex. And then parents would have, a, have an idea when they brought the kid's book home. They could just look at the cover and look at the rating and determine whether or not they considered it to be age-appropriate for their child. Should a parent have an opportunity to pre-approve a book, don't wait for the kid to bring it home. A kid will read it on the bus on the way home. The way <laughs> Because some kids consume books. Well, I, you know, I, I've, I hate to censor books. But on the other hand, age appropriateness is a prime consideration, I think, that the kid should be able to handle that material. I remember the first time someone told me the F word, it was completely out of context. And, and you know, and then I used it assuming that it meant something else, mm-hmm. you know. So, I mean, I think kids at some point have to learn these things. They have to learn whether it's appropriate to use them or not appropriate to use them. But kids don't need to learn about sex at age three, four, and five. There's plenty of time for that and as they reach puberty. What is the uh, social engineering you were saying that's happening in school? The 1619 Project and, uh, you know, all these things about trying to reshape American history into something it's not. So we have to keep uh, African-American studies from a purely no, white perspective. No, we don't. But why, why have them from a perspective that people disagree with? Do you believe that slavery started in the United States of America in 1619? <laughs> no, that, I think I, been based I read about that? slaves in the Bible all the time. Right. So, all right. You know, there are slave, slavery has been around for a long time. Uh, many of them, uh, the first slaves in this country, were bought in by black people. What does 1619 refer to? It refers to the founding of America and the first slaves being brought here. When the first slaves were brought right. to, to this land. Okay. But, I, I, you know, I think that there's certainly slavery can be taught and should be taught in all of its horror. And it was a horrible institution. There's just no doubt about What's that. What's wrong with using something from the 1619 Project well, as a, a, a perspective? But the teaching of it, the teaching of it that it's wrong, that, that somehow white people all white people today have something to do with it is wrong. Oh, that's the 1619 Project doesn't do that. No, but the whole whole idea of this concept of reparations and we need to apologize for this. Oh, you know, right. we need to teach the history without the social commentary. Oh, gosh. Okay, folks, you can call in. I'll let everybody else <laughs> disagree <laughs> with them. 1-800-795-9565. Do you believe this is a totally, this country was founded on racism? Do you believe that, that you believe that? Uh, well, we had slaves when we were founding the country. I don't sure we did. Racism is and it was wrong. Part but, of slavery but at the time, the economy was built on it. Those people were more interested in preserving their economic right. heritage than they were 
free And you're people. seeing more words about that. You go down south and you can find out more about uh, the roles that slaves played in uh, plantations and so on. And, 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 and the whole economy in the, in the whole southern U.S., uh, right. everywhere. They helped build the capital. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. We've uh, taken the lid off the uh, messy peanut butter jar called Race here. So we're stirring it up, but we'd love to hear from you. 1-800-795-9565. Should you talk about reparations in school? I think you should mention it. Joe says no. What's your view on this topic? 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemarkatwkokid.com. You can text us at 70236. And uh, you can have to include the OTM keyword if you send us a text. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake, a service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could chop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full, new, and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, one of our good listeners sends us a text, says there's seven big bills pending in Harrisburg. You guys talked about three. The Daily Item contains another one, we are told. Did you read the paper today? I did, but okay. I, I, which one is it? I have no idea. Okay. They didn't say. They just said the Daily Item has an oh, article. I'm sorry. I, I guess so, I missed that. So, and uh, there's one other bill not being talked about, but go to the Trib Live page. They're discussing it. Okay. Okay. All right, one eight hundred seven nine five nine. Seems odd that they wait till the end, very end of the oh, session. Oh, that's their thing. Yes, everything's in committee and bottled up. Of course, they don't want to do anything before the election that would upset anybody ever. Well, and plus they don't want to uh, expose what they're about to do to full scrutiny. Now you only have a week to respond to these things. Right. Nobody goes on record for anything prior to the election. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five. Except they support motherhood. Six five is our telephone number. We'd love to hear from you. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six. Six five, uh, Bobby. We've been talking about some bending bills in Harrisburg and the sixteen nineteen project as well. What's cooking? Uh, um, just I say just 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 before the break, uh, you and Joe were talking about school and like you know what they're teaching uh, children in school and then how they're teaching it. And I, I think that's something definitely to be considered. I mean, when you have grade school versus uh, middle school versus high school, I mean, the time period that, that you know, of course, you and I grew up, and of course, of course Joe's, uh, you know, my sister's age in that, but, but I think uh, the time period ought to be uh, considered. But, you know, I agree with Joe that uh, uh, certain parts of the educational system should not be up to the school, but up to the parents. Okay, but, but which parts? What what would you? Where would you no, draw the line? Okay, this. Okay, okay. When it comes to the uh, the books and uh, you know that the, the people are allowed to read, you know, to the children and that, and uh, um, you know, is what uh, uh, as far as uh, like day daycare centers and things like that. I mean, uh, you know, sex education uh, should should not be should not uh, start uh, with uh, reading. Uh, 
children books. All right. Well, that's certainly a good so idea. Catcher in the Rye is inappropriate for kindergartners. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. Slaughterhouse Five. Slaughterhouse Five. Is off the list. <laughs> right. All right. Well, thank you, sir. Th- good idea. Thank you, sir. Possibly. All anything, right. Thank you very much. Well, anything I, by Kurt Vonnegut. And I think the key is uh, the parents could have input, but should they have a veto power? You know, Senator Mastriano talks about the fact that a parent, uh, any one parent, could go in and say, "Nope, this offends me," and that book's off the list. So is that too Well, onerous? what are you looking for, consensus? Do we have to have 13%, 35%, 40% of people opposing a book for it to well, be you know, restricted? Well, you know, is your idea of a warning label on books in the high school library or middle school library? I think all libraries for kids. Anything, any children's book should be have some kind of indication of whether or not, so that a parent can determine if age-appropriateness fits. Is that a terrible idea, this idea that uh, if a parent or a kid picked up a book, it would say some parents object to this because it talks excessively about sex, so of course a teenager will put that book down right away. They won't want to read that. Or if it says, for example, contains LGBTQ issues or right. supports uh, something else that people, do, supports pornography or something. <laughs> urges people to engage in extramarital sex. Whatever it is, if you have some kind of a warning there, a parent can make an informed decision without necessarily banning the books in the school. Or maybe not even a warning, just a clear description about what's in there. You know, for example, parents have to sign a permission slip for their kids to go on field trips. So why not a permission slip saying, my child may not read any books, I do not wish my child to read any books or have access to any books or participate in the study of anything that relates to books containing the following material, which we find, for whatever reason, offensive. Yeah, but what if a parent is, uh, you know, like an ultra prude or something and doesn't want them to talk about anything at all that relates to values or morals or giving or taking or sharing or finances or um, Well, look, they, they have been able to analyze the absolute harm caused to kids by being locked down during the pandemic. I can't believe there isn't some national consensus on what is and what isn't age appropriate based on, you know, science, based on research based on well, psychological I think, studies. I think there is a consensus, and that's what's available now, but some folks not are, really. are finding it's not it. a consensus if, if a number, a significant number of parents disagree with it. An asterisk, a minority of uh, parents who are ultra-concerned about this sensitive material are out of the consensus zone. You're listening to News Radio 1070, WKOK Sunbury. Mark Lawrence here, uh, Mr. Rob Centers, our fabulous producer. Joe McGranahan is our co host. We got open phones. We'll continue during the 9 a.m. hour. This is WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome aboard WKOK's live telephone talk show On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Master Joe is directly across me and diametrically opposed to all the common sense normal things that I've been talking about. So you can call up and set them straight. It's an open phones day. We talked a little bit about some of the bills pending in Harrisburg. And so maybe you'd like to elaborate on one of those and how much control over education should we have? Should parents be able to veto? 
veto a material that's being taught or offered in the library? Or should uh, Joe suggest that we just use a consensus of parents to control things? That means if most people want to jump off a cliff, the kids would be able to do so. So I'm not sure that, that would be a good idea. So what do you recommend? A panel of experts who determines for us uh, poor, stupid people exactly what we should accept? Uh, I don't know. That sounds I, like Marktopia to me. I, I don't know what how bad schools have it now. I mean, how bad off are we in schools? And you I have schoolers. Well, that, that's a good question. What, you know, what's needed? If, if parents are upset about the way their children are being educated and what they're being taught, then obviously we have a problem. I think everything's going just fine in schools. We should let them alone. Everything's going just swimmingly. All right, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com, and you can text us at 70236, include the keyword OTM. What are we teaching in schools? What should we include? What would she, should we exclude? Do we need a warning label on books so kids know what they're getting into before they read it, in case they want to volunteer not to read a particular book that might have adult content or something. Uh, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Joe's upset about the 1619 Project, too, that puts uh, the uh, depiction of slavery in the U.S. Uh, through the eyes of individuals who were slaves. So Joe finds that objectionable. That's so. not what it says, and that's not what I said. Okay. But go ahead. Well, you can recharacterize it after the, we read the headlines. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. Joe does say that uh, back in the 40s when he went through school, everything was fine, so he should just use that material that was available then. I did not then. go to school in the 40s. <laughs> okay, sorry, 30s. I'm trying to make you... 20s. trying to carve a couple years off here. 23s could do to you. All right, 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemark at to koka.com and text us at 70236. uh, Some very brief news headlines here. Chronic wasting disease has popped up in Snyder County and now the lower part of Union County is in a disease management area. So it's mostly right now at the southern end of the county has been expanding and what we can do to prevent that is have people turn in those heads to see if we're getting any positives. It's really just a preventative measure at this point. And that is a game warden cadet Brooke Hargan Raider who said the growing deer management area starts at the area of Route 45 in Union County and goes south into Snyder County. The disease which eats brain tissue has already been confirmed in Snyder County. Hargan Raider says there's many locations to get your deer tested. One in middle also at the Sunbury Boat Launch, and there are some other locations. We have those enumerated at WKOK.com, and she'll be on an upcoming WKOK Sunrise interview. Glad you finally said deer when she talks about turning in heads. Oh, <laughs> right. Well, When you started out, you didn't say anything about deer. You said chronic wasting disease has come up, and turn in, and she came deer. on and said turn in heads. Okay, well, here's, here's what she says. She says she's... Uh, uh, narrowed it down to what's uh, injuring Republican. How do you know if you see a Republican? You're looking at drooling. They call it <laughs> wasting disease, of course. So skinniness, um, drinking too much, wobbliness. Okay, so that's that's how you define a Republican, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just for this show. Okay. Actually, she's describing the symptoms on a deer if they have chronic wasting disease. But some of the symptoms don't show and they have the disease for two years before it shows up. Got to listen to an upcoming WKO 
Showcase Sunrise interview we recorded a little while ago. Uh, talked about that poached deer up in Allen with 13-point buck, just a ridiculously large, perfect uh, deer shot by somebody illegally. And so... But uh, it didn't have wasting disease. Nope, nope, okay. just the opposite. All right, continuing now with the news. State police are looking for the man who stole thousands of dollars from someone by pretending to be a bail bondsman. Officials say an 81-year-old man gave a 90... No, check that, gave $9,000 to a man who turned out to be impersonating a bail bondsman in Northumberland County. Happened in Delaware Township, Northumberland County. They're looking for clues into that crime. Uh, Joe and I talked about a bill in the state Senate that has the goal of improving financial literacy among young people. Our correspondent Mark Sims is following that story. Senator Chris Gebhard says his bill would require completion of a half-credit economics and personal finance course in order to graduate from high school. I'm not sure anyone can tell me with a straight face that the idea of teaching our children financial literacy and making it a graduation requirement isn't of the utmost importance. Each year that passes that we don't act, it saddles our children with mountains of debt. This is our opportunity to break the cycle of debt in Pennsylvania. Gebhard says the course would teach students about credit scores, home mortgages, compounding interest, savings for retirement, and more. 21 other states require financial literacy courses. Mark Sims, News Radio 1070 WKOK. President Biden is expected to speak about oil prices today as his administration follows through on a previously announced plan to draw more oil from our strategic petroleum reserve. CBS News White House correspondent Stephen Portnoy has more on that. He says the expected move would be in keeping with what the president said he would do six months ago. Those are his words. Well, listen, he's, he's, he'll, he'll say it better. The expected move would be in keeping with what the president said he would do six months ago, essentially completing a 180 million barrel drawdown from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, which he announced in March. Republican critics say Mr. Biden has taken America's oil stockpile, meant for emergencies, down to historic lows. And that is Stephen Portnoy. Finally, one other topic. This is the National Day of Unity, Joe. Oh, how nice. So knock it off, will you? All right, 1-800-795-9565. Dave is on the line. We've been talking about education and some other topics uh, today. Uh, Dave, you're on the mark. Thanks for calling in. Yes, good morning, gentlemen. My father was a career banker, and he mentioned to me several times that he thought there should be financial education in the school system uh, at some point because he'd have people come in to him for loans for one thing or another and they were already spending all their income on existing uh, finances and they and they just had no idea that, <laughs> that there was a limit on how much you could borrow for anything. Well, and uh, that was then. What year was that that he said that? Well, 70s probably. Prob- probably in the 19, maybe 1960 or so back in those days. <laughs> Right. So I think it was during the Carter administration. <laughs> okay. All right. So, yeah, now you're in the 70s. And so the fact yeah. is that uh, uh, not all kids pick that up. And nowadays it's significantly easier to get loans and credit and, you know, to and it's significantly easier to get yourself in trouble with yeah, credit. Well, he, I, he mentioned it to me. I don't know if he ever mentioned it to anybody in the education system or not. 
All right, we got you. Uh, hey, thanks for calling. But it is common sense. I mean, yeah. people yeah. do need to know that. For example, uh, I don't know how many people today, everybody writes, very few people write checks. I'm still old-fashioned. I write checks. But I can remember having yeah. to be taught how to fill out a check properly. <laughs> you don't pay any yeah. bills online at all? Nope. <laughs> All right. Hey, nobody's going to hack me, buddy. Nobody's going to scam me. Oh, they can't steal checking accounts. No, no they can't. Yes, I, I'm a check writer, too. All right. Good for you both. Yeah. All right. Thank yeah, you. Keep in the faith. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Uh, upper right-hand corner, Joe. Okay. Um, Murph says, how about teaching the truth? For instance, Christopher Columbus, when I was young, was said to be a nice guy. Come to find out now, not so much. Indigenous peoples were enslaved and their land was stolen. We never learned about Black Wall Street or a myriad of other truths. Well, let's face it, um, you know, we stole the land from the Native Americans, the Quakers did when they came here, and they were here for religious freedom. No one's seriously proposing giving it back. But Black Wall Street is a terrible injustice committed to black people in Tulsa, Oklahoma in 1921. Tell me about that. That was a, they had a very thriving economic area, and, and the black people were actually probably better off than most of the whites down there. And the whites resented it, and a race riot sparked, and for two days, whites ran through the city killing black people indiscriminately. It was terrible. And burning Wall Street? Black Wall Street. Right, Black Wall Street burning In Tulsa, that? Oklahoma, yes. Okay. They set fire to it. They killed black people for no reason other than that they were prosperous. Okay. It's one of the most tragic and sad mm-hmm. events in our American have you, history. Have you boned up on black history? <laughs> Well, you always say, I'm telling me I don't know anything about it, but, but I you do. Now, now you know that. How, where'd you, when did you learn that? Well, I read history books, you know, all the time, and it okay. is covered in history books. Okay, just not in schools. No, uh, I think it's taught in schools, but, I mean, there's so much to teach. What What do you single out? If we're teaching American history... Well, they should teach many, everything. Listen, you've got 40, American history class. You've got 45 minutes a day for 160 days a year, and maybe some of those days they don't have class for mm-hmm. one reason or another. And you have a rich American history that starts in the colonial period and goes all the way through to today. How much of it do you teach? What What's important? What isn't important? At well, the best, all you're doing is covering broad concepts. Dale, you're on the mark. Yeah, I just want to say, you know, I, I already know which way the scam is running. So when Republicans get into office, it's going to be the biggest mistake. What they're going to do is the mainstream media is going to concentrate on foreign you know, terrorists, and then next thing you know, the Republicans spend more money on more weapons domestically to protect our nation. So, we, I already know the scam. The scam is just, I think the CIA is cornered and boxed. They, they, they either got to say there's an alien landing or create a nuclear war because they're boxed. They're boxed in. Everybody's, everybody's feeling the CIA right now, the people of America and all these other countries. CIA is ready to collapse. They're going to take us down with them. They're going to blow them. I mean, it's, it's, it's a racket. It's so big. It's a racket. I mean, all these Republicans now, all the ducks are lined up. They're all agents. Everybody's going to be voting for these CIA agents. And next thing you know, just, we're going to spend more money on weapons. That's what the, uh, the media is going to be saying once the Republicans get in there. Well, what about oh, these alien? Man. What about these alien landings? Where are they going to take that's place? That's what they're going to try to pull off. They're saying they're either that's either going to be their get out of jail ticket or they're going to start a nuclear war. If people don't buy into the alien landing or whatever they're saying, they're going to start a nuclear war. They're they're crazy. They're they're boxed in. Everybody is feeling. Everybody's feeling the CIA. They're they're busted. They're busted. There ain't no way out. They're they're done. 
domestically and uh, foreign. Everybody knows the game. The game is over. The gig is over. Gig is the mainstream media has been playing their fiddle for years. It's all done. It's all done. Okay. I, it's just funny. It's just funny that you let them line their ducks up because everybody's going to vote for a Republican. You see, uh, that lady Green is CIA agent. Lindsey Graham's a CIA agent. They're all CIA agents. They're, they're just, you know what it is? It's black rock investment. That's what's causing this. Okay. They're investing in the politicians so you keep buying weapons. Okay. Then, so who should we vote for? They're like, oh, we got to worry about foreign terrorists. Next thing you know, we had to spend all this money on more weapons, buy more weapons. See, that's the whole gig, the, the industrial military complex. Who They're sh- investing in black rocket investments. Uh, who should we vote for, Dale? You said we shouldn't vote for Republicans. Who should we no, vote for? No, you stand down and let them watch, you watch them crumble. You don't vote. Yeah, you don't, don't vote. vote. Okay. vote. You'll be part of the and problem. Back, I mean, all you're There's doing a real is solution. on fire you vote. Don't worry. They got your vote counted anyway. You don't even have to vote. Yeah, they have You don't even have to do anything. You're counted. They have vans full of Democratic emergency votes that were not counted in the last election. They just crossed yeah, out Biden. Yeah, I just want to say, Doug, they're all lined up. They got all their players in position. I mean, these guys... I don't know. I mean, I, maybe I see something different, but I always. Uh, I think that's probably. I think that's probably the most accurate thing you said today. <laughs> you no, have I a good. Know. You have a good perspective. All right. I just you want to tell you, you're going to vote for the scam. Well, you keep, wait till Republicans get in the mainstream media going to steer the narrative. Again. Keep right. us posted on these alien landings. I want to know all about yeah, that. Oh, you'll that's know. What I heard: get out of jail ticket free card is, and if you don't buy it, they're going to nuke you. That's the whole. Nuke, that's that's the only, Okay. That's Plan A and Plan B. That's it. That's all I can see. The way the CIA, CIA been doing this for forty years. Every coup in the world was designed by the CIA. Every coup. Get out of here. All the all these conspiracies are all designed by them. Even the Russian Revolution before so now, b- before the CIA even existed. All eyes on them, and you watch them. They're they're shaking in their boots. That's all. I so the Bolsheviks were working for the CIA. They're going to try to uh, false flag and sort of start a uh, civil war. That's what's going to happen. Oh. Gotcha. It's got to be some kind of war. That's the only way they get out of it. That's the last time they got plus eight, they started a war. Right. That's the same thing. Well, where does the bar association come in here? Well, that's just uh, that's just one of their tools they use. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought they were the, the perpetrators, actually. Right. No, they're the ones extorting and embezzling off the innocent American people, the poor people, going after the poor, helpless people. That's so crazy. when a, we should be helping the poor. So when I a, mean, an attorney, I, I give, I give all the time. I mean, I don't have it to give, but I always give. So when an attorney poor. does something pro bono, they're actually sticking it to the poor. No, it's just the big ones, the super firms. They're the ones. Oh, I mean, okay. There's nothing so wrong the with local that. lawyers are okay. Nothing wrong with that. So you put words in people's mouth to steer the narrative. Gotcha. You know, it's these super firms who can black rock. They're all invested in black rock. You got to right. follow the. Follow the trail, the money trail. Well, thank you for setting us right. straight. We yep. appreciate the update. Yes. Thank you. Listen, well, now they got a vaccine for bullets. If you get shot, they got a preventative, you know, uh, vaccine, vaccine for bullets now. So, so what happens? So then the bullet bullets. wound goes away? No, it yeah. just bounces off then it of goes you. Out. There's a vaccine. You got to buy it. All these vaccines and all this is all. You got. You got to be kidding me if you don't, you can't see this. All right. Well, I don't know. We don't see it quite as well as you, but we're glad that you bring it to All us. Right. Somebody All can right. see well, it. I Thank mean, you. We're lucky somebody can see this stuff because it's lost on us. All right. Hope he's done. He ran out of steam. Well, 
quite a bit to unpack there, so we're going to have to take a break. Um, my list of things we talked about just grew by seven different things there. Uh, we talked about some bills pending in Harrisburg, one of which uh, Senator Mastriano hasn't talked a lot about publicly, but of course the bill would be in plain sight if you wanted to read uh, probably 20-page text version uh, online. 1619 Project, Joe says it refames history in, in, in uh, not in uh, accurate way or just not an ideal way, so we can talk about that. Education and books and who should control things and alien landings. One of our good uh, listeners has a subject line financial literacy on an email, so we'll read that. We will be right back, but please join us. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com and text us at 70236. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing, they can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area. That's Sunbury Motors, where you get selection, knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget, and more important, that friend you can trust. Welcome to Sunbury Motors, Kia, Ford, and Hyundai. You could shop other dealers and compare prices, but at Sunbury Motors, you get their lowest price promise. They research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest. If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Just trying to help you out, Joe. Thank you. So with financial literacy. for a few years, but I still recall the broadcasting terms. 1-800-795-9565. Call us now if you think the 1619 Project should be kept out of school, as Joe does, or is this something that should be included, a black perspective? If you have time for it, Joe says you're not going to have time for it anyway. No, so. what I was talking about is that we need to pick and choose those things we teach, and it should be balanced. Mm-hmm. It should teach about slavery. It should teach about things like Black Wall Street and those riots in Tulsa in 1921. It should it should point out how injustices have been perpetrated upon minorities in this country. That's part of the narrative. But at the same time, you have to balance that against what they were trying to achieve here, which was a land of the free and home of the brave, if you will. They were trying whites to... Whites only. They were, well, it wasn't for whites only. I mean, the immigrants came from all over the world. I mean, you'd say, talk, say now we're trying to shut people out, but we welcomed people here. We wanted people to come to this country. They were promised religious freedom, economic freedom. Work. Freedom to for life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Not a guarantee of happiness, but the pursuit of it. You have that laminated for your wallet, will you? Uh, Thank you. I'm sure somebody's already written it down. I can't attribute it to you, can I? No. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. Uh, Both of those panels have the same theme on the right-hand side. Right. One says, financial literacy sounds like a good good mandatory course for Congress. (laughs) Amen. Can I get a big amen from you? Right. Amen to that. Yeah. Teach them that uh, you cannot spend money that you do not have and that you like I can't borrow from my great-grandchildren assuming I'll ever have any well you are in fact borrowing from your great-grandchildren well, in, in actual fact yes that's what we're doing uh, lower right-hand corner same right. thing the economics and personal finance class requirement is sorely sorely needed just look at the economic policies of the Biden administration exactly yeah holy smokes that's a very good point very good point so you're saying there's no limit to the amount of money you can borrow is that what there's no saying? limit to the amount of money the federal government's willing to print to bail Joe Biden out of whatever it is he wants to do. (laughs) 
1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can I saw him described yesterday as glassy-eyed as he made yet another boo-boo on stage. Oh, he did not. Yes, he did. What'd he do now? Uh, I'm trying to remember what it was. There's so many. Uh, it was and on they're so the ridiculously <laughs> immaterial, but nonetheless, they no, make your day. No, they're not ridiculously immaterial. <laughs> anyway, Tom says, why doesn't Joe tell us in great detail how his party is going to solve inflation and deliver problems, deliver problems around the globe? So, in other words, you want us to tell you how Republicans are going to take problems we have here and deliver them to other countries? I think we missed a word or something. <laughs> well, that's what it says. His deliver problems around the world. Did the wrong thing. I think solving inflation is certainly something that the Biden administration could easily do if they wanted to. You know, instead of releasing oil from the oil reserves, go to American industry and say, hey, increase the production. We were energy independent during the Trump administration. Now we're not. Well, he's asked the, the uh, oil companies to increase production at lower prices, but they have declined to do so because you'll be shocked to find out that these businesses are very profit-oriented. Well, they have stockholders they have to account for. Exactly. So, yeah, but trillions of dollars in profits well, I mean, seems like gouging. Okay, so what do we do about that? How, how do you determine what is gouging? Suppose um, radio advertising was at a premium. The only radio station around was WKOK. Mm-hmm. And everybody wanted to be on it. Everybody wanted to buy ads just because they needed to get their product information out there and their business information out there. Mm-hmm. So you think that the station should cut the rates under those circumstances or should supply and demand have some relationship to each other. Well, I think you could raise rates because you were the only radio well, how station. Much? Uh, but you can't. At what point will we be gouging? Quadruple them. Why not? That's gouging. There's how laws so? against that in Pennsylvania. Well, because you're far and above uh, the amount of expenses and you know normal profit that your company would be. No, enjoying. but I want to. I want to take that money. We need a new transmitter. We need to repaint the towers. We need all this work. Uh, we need a, a new pump for the water supply system. So I want to get money for all those things mm-hmm. while I can. Because okay. this isn't going to last. Okay. Now, the question becomes, what yeah, do you do another radio with, station might go on somewhere. What do you do with those immense profits? What does the oil company do with them? If they, if they re- invest in new fields, mm-hmm. if the Biden administration no. would let them, if they explore, if they drill, if they do the things necessary. They give ridiculously high salaries to their staffers and employees and CEOs, and then so in other words, they if, give the rest to their stockholders okay, in the form so of Okay, so going back to my profits. analogy about the radio station, suppose they gave you a ridiculously high salary. You know, because you're we're making all this money. Would you mm-hmm. be objecting to that? Uh, I would think that would be long overdue. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought you'd think. All right. Upper right-hand corner on the topic of strategy, you mentioned oil. Okay, Mark, I think you were wrong when you said the U.S. continued to take oil from the SPR, Strategic Petroleum Reserve, after September, based on this article from Bloomberg on Monday, which is where I heard Joe wanted to get pumps running again. It was Bloomberg Radio yesterday where I heard that Joe said he wanted, and this is Joe Biden, wanted to get the pumps going again. I've sourced my claim twice for you, but it does appear the pumps are not running. The stock market rally should be enough to keep Democrats afloat for now. Signed by Mike and Bloomsburg. Well, I think that certainly might help them, but uh, the stock market aspect, as as for the strategic oil reserves, uh, the U.S. Department of Energy says that the opportunity to draw from the reserves expires at the end of this month, but that all the contracts have been fulfilled that I think it was 150 billion gallons or something like that that they were going to, or 150 million gallons they were going to, or barrels they were going to take out and that they fulfilled that through
throughout the month. So they are not currently at this exact moment pumping, unless there is somebody who's fulfilling their okay. contract now. So but the contracts were. F- no, I have to finish here. Okay. The contracts were were fulfilled, so they wouldn't necessarily need to be pumping from the reserves right now. Although somebody might be, uh, but you know, Mike and I can't quite tell of what's happening on a day-to-day basis. And what the president's going to do is open it up to another 150 billion or million barrels, and that would uh, allow individuals to bid on them again and get the contracts okay. and get the oil out of there. What are they selling these, this oil for? What what price per barrel? Oh, it's market price plus one or something. It's some set fee. It is. And it do, I don't believe it varies. Once you get it on contract, you get your hundred, you know, you get your 50, your 50,000 barrels so or whatever So then they're hoping buy. to replace it at some point in the future for less than they're selling it uh, for Yeah, now. there's a trigger for the replacement. I think when oil goes below like $75 a barrel, it starts to replenish. What if it never goes down there again? Well, then I guess we uh, won't have as much there. I believe we're below 400 billion barrels now there. So, uh, which is, you know, the, Not 400 it's billion, going 400 down. Not uh, No, it would be billion. Billion is a billion? Yeah, I believe so. But in any event, um, oh, no, billion, that would be too much land. Well, Never mind. Yeah, think. that would be quite a bit. But in any event, the There'd be oil uh, running under the building here. But in any event, um, but the question is, how, do we need as much reserves as we did before? I know we've drawn it down. We should draw it back up. And uh, I've never said that the drawing from the strategic reserves is a good idea. I simply can't explain to anybody why he's doing it. And He's doing course, it for political purposes. Uh, well, pl- pl- plus, uh, I don't care if somebody gives me a dollar for a political reason or not. I appreciate it. I could use the dollar. I'm a consumer, and I'm tired of paying too much. So, it, yes, it's political. And yet you're going to Democratic. Oh, of course. Well, who it's do you my think, nature caused, who do you think caused this inflation? Uh, the federal government. And who's running the federal government? Right now, Mr. Biden is mistreating the federal government, and before that it was Mr. Trump. But you're going to vote for the people who are running us down in the, into the crapper, if you will. I'm not going to vote for anybody who's in the current administration in Washington, in, in the presidency. I would never vote for Joe Biden again. First of all, he's not going to run again. President Trump is our next president. You no, mark my no, words. No, no, no. <laughs> all right, anyway. So... Um, the uh, I wouldn't vote for Joe Biden again unless it was the, the other choice was just so ridiculously like terrible. Like President Trump. Like President Trump. Yes, right. that's yeah. true. All right. So anyway, I hope Mike. I hope that explains uh, my my terrible answer yesterday, which was wrong. That uh, the the uh, opportunity to bid on that did ex- does expire at the end of this month, but all the contracts had been fulfilled, so uh, they were no longer taking uh, opportunities to draw from that. But the president wants to open that up again today. Okay, we have a caller. I'll have to take a break. We're on schedule. We'll be right back. Hold on, Dan. Welcome back. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You can email us at onthemarketwkok.com and text us at 70236. Stan must be busy today at work or in the shop because we don't have any texts correcting me on my references to uh, race or the 1619 Project or LGBTQ uh, readings in the school or any other thing. But fortunately, we have other callers to rely on. Number one is Dan. Go ahead, sir. You're on the mark. Hey, good morning, guys. Well, you know, you talk about slavery. Uh, I went to school, it'd be almost ancient days now, it's over 60 years ago, and we 
we learned in history the evils, the evils of slavery. And I think sometimes people don't realize that we were, we learned all that and the wrongfulness of it. So we're not, we weren't blind to it and, and we, we understood it was evil. And that's, that, so you, you know, got it. You don't need more learning on that topic. You understood that much about it. Yeah, we understood it, and uh, we. I, li- I was just a just a young guy when they passed the civil li- rights re- legislation. All that went through, and you know, I think our, we're least racist. Uh, which I said yesterday, I know there is no such thing as race. We're all the human race. We all share the same DNA and all that's just a pigment in our skin is different. Some other little features, but basically we're all the same. But anyway, the racism is just a thing made up by the left to divide us even all the more these recent projects we all know race racism as they call it's evil and the other ethnic groups suffer discrimination (laughs) the Irish coming into the coal mines up in the Hazleton area look how they were treated and different ethnic groups basically were slaves too you know they had no basically no rights so a lot of ethnic groups besides the black group suffered a lot of discrimination and uh, but that's over it, now right yeah oh, gotcha. really, okay and no more it's discrimination. all over we have equal rights right and everything is equal for blacks and women now right yeah, I, okay. I think we're on a level, basically a level playing field as, as I see it. Okay. You know, it's not someone may differ. They may have had something happen to them that they feel isn't a level playing field, but I, I think it's as level as I ever saw it. Gotcha. Yeah, I think, unfortunately, I I agree with what you say, or I I see what you say, but uh, unfortunately, most people who are black and most people who are women say we do not yet have a level playing field and that there are still discriminations either written in or imposed by individuals into a lot of systems and institutions and education and in our learning and in in our books and in our conversations and in our practice and our business and in our healthcare industry and in our opportunities and finance, but they could all be wrong. I mean, there's no, you yeah. know, you, you have a different perspective there. You you certainly see things objectively. But these, are st- these aren't systemic problems. They're people problems. The laws right. mandate equality. Okay, so the systems are all fixed. The, system, just the systems are, are organized. Okay. They, the intent was gotcha. made clear in all the legislation we passed to guarantee people their basic rights. Okay. To the extent that they don't have them, it's somebody, it's, some person it's their own abusing the system. Fault, right? No. Yeah, yeah, that's the way you choose to characterize it. You want to be victimized since you're on the left. But I think the problem here is that there are some people with bad hearts, and gotcha. they ignore the rules, and, and they, they don't follow what they them. Get. Okay. I yeah. got gotcha. you. 
that's that's was you nailed it, Joe. You, the the evilness is now in the individual's heart. If they want to mistreat somebody, they can they do it. But the ba- everything's there to have your everything equal. But you nailed it, Joe. It's in the heart of man, and that's a spiritual problem which I often talk about. Okay. On this program, it's a spiritual problem. If you get man right spiritually with the Lord, he'll be a better, a lot better person, and he go. will not treat his fellow man evil. And, and that's, you know, that's where we're at today. Well, I think people used to use scriptures to justify slavery, so I don't think just to, being a believer is sufficient. No, but the golden rule that's, is. The golden rule is absolutely sufficient. Yeah, right. And uh, the Old Testament days, yeah, there were there were well, there's been slavery through history, not just the Old Testament, but it's never been condoned by the Lord and Savior. It's never been condoned. Well, isn't it Leviticus that says uh, slaves obey your masters? Isn't that in the Bible? Yep, certainly is. It it was there. It was it, it was a thing that was there, but it wasn't right. The Lord didn't condone it, but it was part of reality with human beings. But yet he, the Bible is the inspired Word of God, so how could that not be right, Dan? Well, it is right. Uh, uh, slaves yeah. obey your masters all, is right. A slave isn't necessarily always a slave under the whip and chain. It could be even like uh, working stiffs that work in a factory is I did a great part of my life and you could say I was a slave to the to them in a sense of the word although I never felt that way but you work for somebody else in that sense you're you're a slave well then it should have been written employees obey your boss well, it's not just Old Testament. There's New Testament scripture that was used well, to support slavery. Well, true. You, yeah, you have to obey your your boss if you want to hold your job. There's certain rules and regulations you better do. You better show up. You better work. And, you know, not goof off. <laughs> no argument there. Unless, you're, well, unless you happen to be a friend of the boss. Didn't Paul yeah. tell uh, slaves to obey their masters? Yes. Or he yeah, quoted. Yeah. Not, yeah. yeah. Okay. And it's not necessarily, like I said, slaves under the whip and stuff. It, it's talking They were to happy slaves. Too. They were, we're happy slaves, slaves at the time. Somebody. <laughs> Amen. All right. In Thank fact, you so much, we're Dan. We're all slaves. Thank yeah. you so much, Dan. Thanks for calling in. Guys, have a great one. You too. Right, appreciate that. Uh, let's see. We have one call coming in. We're saying goodbye to Dan. And uh, we don't have anything. Well, we have a call. Su- uh, read that bottom one right in the middle. 
the bottom one in the yeah, middle. It says, yeah. the 1619 Project is not scholarship. It is propaganda promoted by the New York Times. The 1619 Project was concocted by an activist turned journalist who won't debate or answer the multitude of criticisms and challenges brought forth by academics who study, research, teach, and write about U.S. history. They all agree the 1619 Project is bunk, even the left-leaning scholars. There you go. All right. Thank you for that. Appreciate that. Is that signed? Nope, not signed. Okay. Feel free to send us anonymous emails. We would just love to get your opinions on however you want to send them. 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com. And we have a call pending and one coming in. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Jim, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Good morning, Mark, and uh, whoever your co-worker, I didn't copy. Bob is his name. Oh, Earl. It's Earl. No, it's Earl. Bob? Dave, Dave. So you can't swim, Bob. You just bob in the pool? Oh, brother. That's right. He just lays there. Yeah, yeah. We'll call him Anyway, um, 1804, above the Mason-Dixon line, the United States abolished slavery. And all the slave owners were, there was not one Democrat. Republican that owned slaves. It was all Democrats. And there were blacks that owned slaves. So I hate to tell you, but in 1804, there was no Republican Party. No, no, there was no Republican Party. Well, you said no, no Republicans owned a slave. realized that, I mean, the, the northern states realized that they didn't... Actually, it goes back to um, the, 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 the founding of our, our, our republic. The, uh, the slave... The, uh, Sorry, the founders had two choices: they could have a, they could have a union with slavery, or they could abolish slavery and have no union. The people in the South were not going to stand for no no slavery. So that's why we ended up with uh, three fifths of a person for the for a slave. It wasn't because they were actually three fifths of a person; it's because they outnumbered the North, and it was a, a, a form of equity. Of um, or, uh, equality, or what? What's the one of those e words? But anyway, I wanted to talk about this election in the hundred and seventh. Um, Mr. Mock is not a serious candidate. Uh, I'm not saying he did it, but maybe one of his supporters. Stealing signs is actually against the law. You know, you're not allowed. You're not supposed to do that. And I wish he he and his his cohorts would be adults. Uh, I'm tired of this. this well, who, st- who stole the signs? Well, someone, obviously, from the but Democrats. You're saying right? Ryan Mock stole those signs? Well, Ryan Mock supporters. Somebody. But you know that for a fact. You're not just. Doing no, I this. don't know that for a fact. But oh, I know okay. No just ch- just checking. Okay. What? Just checking. No, I doubt that a Republican would do that. No, oh, of course but, not. Uh, so, you know, science costs money, this, uh, and this is a real election, it has real consequences, and yes, it's a real job that pays real money. Um, I don't know what their problem is, but I would just wish they would be adults, you know, and uh, he, of course, um, like I said, he wouldn't talk to Joanne, he didn't want to uh, want to debate. actually... Well, not debate him. We don't want to debate him, but uh, we know what he stands Why wouldn't you want to debate him? You'd have him for lunch, according to your observations. Well, probably, but the bottom line is that would make him larger 
And why do we want to do that? Well, you call in about every third, yeah, yeah. third day and raise him up as somebody to be worried about. I'm we not, never heard well, of him until well, you told us. Well, we are us. worried about him because his ideas are not very good ideas. It's not going to make America better to get rid of coal. Gotcha. Coal is, uh, you know. Oh, I interviewed Ryan. He doesn't say anything about getting rid of coal. He does talk well, about a common Green sense. New Deal. Uh, no, no, do? doesn't say anything about he that might be either. The only Republican in the world is for the Green New Deal. Well, and he is. Uh, Who is? Well, you're saying Dem- he is he's the only Democrat. He's a Democrat. Oh, Democrat. Okay, yeah, but he's running for state house. Where the, the the Green New Deal doesn't matter in Washington D.C. anymore. That's dead. And secondly, it definitely doesn't mean anything in Harrisburg. But in any event, okay, we're going to curtail this call because we got to right, get going. All right, have a good day. Hey, you too, buddy. Thanks okay. for calling. Bye. All right, we're going to. The rest of the lines are tied up, busy, and Joseph is waiting. We'll take the break. We got some emails. We'll be right back. There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing they can explain it in english what the problem is there's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area that's sunbury motors where you get selection knowledgeable salespeople, and prices that fit your budget and more important that friend you can trust welcome to sunbury motors kia ford and hyundai you could chop other dealers and compare prices but at sunbury motors you get their lowest price promise they research the current used vehicle market and guarantee their used car prices are the lowest If you find a lower price, Sunbury Motors will beat it. Three dealers, all in one. See their full new and pre-owned inventory at sunburymotors.com. Pick out a vehicle you like and schedule your test drive online. Follow them on Facebook. Sunbury Motors Ford and Hyundai, North 4th Street, Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. All right, upper right-hand corner, Joe, you got a lot of reading in a short amount of time. Okay, parents that shelter their children from every little offensive thing and unpopular opinion that they don't agree with are really doing them a disservice. Do they think they're not ever going to hear or see any of those offensive things for the rest of their lives? When they're small and young and impressionable, I understand people want to be careful with how their children are influenced, but parents can use these as lessons for them and bond with their child to teach them how you feel about and what they're learning so that they can make their own opinions, not just be completely sheltered from things and told what to believe. Not a bad point. I I don't think so, though. I think you're supposed to stand up in the back of the school board meeting and yell, call them communists and bad names and things. Then another listener says, I'm all for Marktopia as long as the government and my tax dollars don't have to support them. Let them relax, but also figure out how to eat food and stay warm on their own. All right, and the last one. And the last one, Mark just said he doesn't care if or why Biden is getting oil from the reserve because he's paying too much for gas right now. Do you not see that the whole reason he's drawing from the reserve is to get prices down right before the election? I I think that is, let me stop you real quick. I think that is his stated reason. I don't think our good emailer is particularly insightful on this particular aspect. I think that's why Joe says he's doing it. Not specifically about the election, but to bring prices down. And that the main reason gas is high is because the guy who thinks he's president shut down our energy independence from day one in office. It is simply baffling to me that people on the left are perfectly fine with running our country into the ground as long as they can keep Trump or MAGA Republicans from being elected. Signed, Doug. All right. Thank you for the email. Much appreciated, sir. Uh, Joseph, you're going to get the last word for the day. Hey, thank you, gentlemen. I turned in real late today. In fact, I just heard you talking to Dan is when I turned in and was listening to it about uh, slavery, uh, you know, as masters obey your servants and so forth, talking of slavery in the Bible. 
and a lot of people misunderstand that. Uh, the Almighty sold his own people into slavery. Why? Because they sinned. Like when Shalmaneser, the Assyrian, come down and took the people of the northern ca- uh, uh, capital of Israel captive, they were slaves. They were taken as slaves. And, and it was the Almighty that did that, uh, excuse me, allowed that. Why? Because they sinned. They were into idolatry and everything. And he warned them and warned them and warned them that they were going to go into slavery if it continued their sin. They did. And so they went into slavery and they became slaves. Same with the southern kingdom, with Daniel and about 100 years later. Jeremiah warned them back then that if they, if they you know, quit their sinning, they would remain there in Israel. But no, they wouldn't listen. And so they became slaves to the Babylonian and so forth. It wasn't the Almighty's will to do that. But that was a punishment for their sins. And that's why the world is suffering so much today. And it's going to get worse because of the sinful nature of, of man. And he, he is punishing them. He's, he's, he, he will uh, stand by his word, and you will pay the price. If you do sin, the soul that sinneth is shall die. And that's why all mankind died from the time of Adam disobeyed. You know what I mean? What happened to forgiveness? Grace. Uh, yes, forgive. well, of course, the prophet said, repent, and he'll he'll turn from his uh, anger, you know, well, and forgive you, and this right? nation will stand. He said that to Judah, he said that to the northern kingdom, but they did not listen. You cannot have slavery. forgiveness yeah. without repentance. Don't encourage him. There's no such thing. In the New Testament, reader, Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Joshua Messiah, and you'll receive the gift of the, the Spirit. But if they didn't repent, they wouldn't be forgiven. It's as simple as that, you know? All right, we got you. And even the Bible says, as you forgive, so shall you be forgiven. So if you cannot forgive your neighbor or your enemy even, you're not going to be forgiven. There's there's stipulation to that forgiveness. It isn't a blanket coverage. All right. Anyone can receive it if they they comply to the the requirements of it. Of forgiveness, you know, you got to forgive, and then you'll be forgiven. It's as simple as that. Done. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Boy, perfect timing. Well done. You must right. have been in radio. You know how to hit a post. <laughs> Don't think he knows what a post is. Unless it's biblical. He could have said goodbye. He could have. See you tomorrow. League of Women Voters of the Lewisburg area going to call in and talk about their voters' guide and the fact they have no NO debates this year. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury. WKOK News Time is 10 a.m. Time for the Dan Patrick Show on WKOK.